to do something a little bit different here this morning because we're going to gather around the table in a few minutes as we participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion. And sometimes I'm afraid, and this may be a generalization, but I'm afraid that sometimes we just let it become complacent. We become complacent, and we let the sacrament become anything other than a sacred moment. So I want to just give you a few things to think about. Then we will have our time of worship through music, and we will end our time together by gathering around the table. Are you okay with that? Yes, I knew you would be. All right, well... um, I want to just remind you of a story. It comes from the the Gospel of Luke chapter 24. I hope that in the coming week you will spend some time with that, meditate on that, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in and through that scripture. Because that scripture talks about a very important close encounter. And if we do what we are supposed to in worship, any time we observe a sacrament, then we are going to experience a close encounter with Jesus Christ. It was three days after the death of Jesus. A man named Cleopas and his friend were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus. It's about a seven-mile trek. They were trying to come to grips with the fact that Jesus the person that they thought was their Messiah, their Savior, the person that they had hopes and dreams who would uh, redeem and save Israel. He had died. They were trying to figure out, what do we do now? Everything that they had hoped for had been killed. They were walking along, the road on their way to this village called Emmaus when Jesus appeared to them. But you see, their eyes were not open to him. In other words, they could not recognize Jesus. And he said, hey, guys, what what are you talking about? Why are you so so forlorn? Why are you in despair? (laughs) The guys acted just like we would, I think. Cleopas said, are you the only man in all of this city of Jerusalem that hasn't heard the news? You know, where were you? The man that was considered a prophet, that because of the things he said, because of the things he did, did, he was blessed by God, he was blessed by so many people, that man has been killed. And to make it worse, this morning, some women went to the tomb where his body was buried, they saw visions of angels, and the body wasn't there. We don't know what to do. I don't know where you've been, but we don't know what to do. I have to interject here. I've been in that place. Haven't you been in that place where all of your hopes and dreams, we were smooth, you know, going right along on this journey called life, following Jesus, and all of a sudden, everything that we had hoped for, everything that we had desired, just kind of fell apart. Let's put ourselves there. We're right there with Cleopas. We're right there with the other guy who was with them. They went on to tell Jesus that the chief priests and leaders had had betrayed Jesus, had sentenced him to death, had crucified him. 
They didn't know what to do. So they just kind of looked at Jesus, come along with us. And Jesus called them out. Some translations in Scripture say that he called them foolish, thick-hearted, slow of heart. He said, come on, guys, you missed it. You missed it altogether. He said, the Messiah had to suffer in this way. It was God's will that this occur, and then the Messiah will go on to glory. And here's the cool part. At that point, as they were walking along this dusty road, put yourself there. Jesus explained to them from from the first five books of the Bible, the, the books of Moses, all the way through the prophets of the Old Testament. He explained to them how his story kept coming up over and over in Scripture. He taught them. He walked with them. He journeyed with them. And when they got to the edge of the village, Jesus acted as if he were going to go right on. And the guy said, hey, it's, it's getting dark. It's the end of the day. Just stay with us. Come on in. Come on in. And I, I have to believe that they almost pleaded with him to stay with them. I have to believe that's the Holy Spirit at work. This is one of my favorite parts in all of Scripture. He sat down at the table, and as soon as he did that, he took the bread. He gave thanks. He blessed it. He broke the bread and gave it to Cleopas, gave it to his friend. And in that moment, Scripture says, their eyes were opened. In that moment, they recognized who Jesus was. And he continued to, to learn, to teach them. And they continued just to, I, I would just be basking at his feet, wouldn't you? Their eyes were opened in the breaking of the bread. That's a close encounter. That's a personal, intimate encounter with Jesus Christ. And I'll just have to say, if if you haven't recognized it yet, every time we gather in this place for worship, Jesus Christ is present through the power of his Holy Spirit. Every time we gather here, Jesus Christ is present through the power of his Holy Spirit. That's the good news of the gospel. Now, the story continues Immediately after that, Jesus disappeared and went on his way. He had done what he needed to do in revealing himself, in having that close, intimate, personal encounter. And then the guy said, oh my goodness, all the time he was talking to us, our hearts were burning within us. That's what Jesus wants for you today. That's what Jesus wants for me today. Jesus is saying, I am right here. I know that some of you are in despair. Jesus is saying, I know what you've experienced this week. I know, Jesus says, what you're having to deal with tomorrow. I know, Jesus says. And he's saying, today, come on, just let me in because I am ready to have a close encounter with you. I don't know about you, but I am eager 
Because the more I learn about Jesus, the more I want of him. The more I want to to know about him, the more I want to be in personal relationship, personal, intimate, close encounters with Jesus. All righty, I just want to make sure. All right. Uh, First Sunday of every month, we observe the sacrament, the sacred moment of Holy Communion. And it's going to be my honor and privilege to each month try to make this special so that it never becomes where we fall into a a spirit of complacency. So we always come expecting to meet our Savior. Come expectant. Cleopas and his friends were in despair. All of their hopes and dreams had been shattered. They were confused. They were filled with doubt and fear. They had all kinds of questions. All of us, all of us are in that story. You know, when we think back to the last supper that Jesus had with his disciples, he said, do this in remembrance of me. Today, we are here to remember, to remember the good news, to remember the joy of the gospel of what Jesus has done for us. And not only to remember, but Jesus is ready to reveal to us and say, I am your Messiah. I am the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. I am your Savior. I died so that you might live. I died so you could have victory over sin and death. Jesus is saying this morning, remember, remember who I am. In this world, Jesus says, we're going to have troubles. But he says, don't forget, I have already overcome the world. Jesus wants us to remember today. When we have victory over sin and death, we celebrate because his blood was shed on our behalf. Doesn't mean that we're guaranteed an easy life. Jesus said it's going to be full of trouble. But he says, remember the end of the story. I've got your back. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, all of your questions, the challenges, the life situations and circumstances you're in, Jesus is telling you this morning, I'm here with you. He has promised us never to leave us nor forsake us. He has said to us, remain in me, abide in me, stick close to me, hang on to me. Those of you who are tired and just don't know how you can keep on keeping on, Jesus says, come to me. All of you who are carrying the heavy burdens that this life gives you, come to me and I will give you rest. Jesus is here through the presence of his Holy Spirit. I feel that we need to worship and prepare our hearts to have this close encounter. And see, the cool thing about a close encounter is that the Holy Spirit works very personally with each one of us. 
So there's no set agenda. There's no set how it's going to be. I often use the words open up. If you can simply, as we continue in worship, open up and expect that God is meeting you through the presence of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, then it's going to happen. I guarantee. All right. I think I've said enough. I'll let the band get up and let's have a prayer. And then we will worship first in music and then through the sacrament. Holy Father, thank you. Thank you for loving us so much that that you never give up on us. Even when we're like Cleopas and his friend and we just don't get it and we try to figure everything out, we get stuck in our heads and we're trying to figure out what to do and where to go. God, today we we just lay that down. We acknowledge your presence with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray that you will just do a mighty work in this place because, quite frankly, we need a close encounter with you this morning. We have all come needy. So we give you this time of worship. We give you this time of praise. And God, we ask also that as we give of our tithes and our offerings, you would bless them, that you would would multiply them so that, that this church this body of Christ could could be a part, truly, of the light that shines in your kingdom on earth as in heaven. This time is yours, Heavenly Father. Have your way with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.